Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're actually traveling currently. Uh, we're on a little mini vacation or staycation here in La Union, which is a province in the northern Philippines. Uh, we're in the capital called San Fernando, which means Saint uh, Fernando. And we were just in uh, San Juan yesterday, and now we're in San Fernando, and then we're heading to Luna. So exploring this part of the Philippines. And uh, make sure you follow us along on our Daddy Blogger World Tour for a lot of pictures, videos, blog posts, social media posts. And um, uh, while we are traveling, we love interviewing uh, fellow travelers, fellow entrepreneurs. And uh, uh, right now we're doing a series where I'm interviewing uh, Filipinos uh, because we're in the Philippines. So might as well interview some locals about their travels, about their business, about entrepreneurship. Uh, so we have an amazing um, guest today on the show. His name is Adrian. I actually had the chance to meet Adrian when I was in Manila. Uh, and we're keeping in touch through the power of social media. Uh, we have lots in common. We're both bloggers. We both have the same Christian faith. Uh, we both are teachers. We're both passionate about language. And uh, of course, uh, we're both passionate about entrepreneurship and uh, events and travel and family, much, much, much more. So a lot of common interests. So I'm super excited to interview Adrian here on the show here today. Um, he's over there in Manila. I'm over here in San Fernando. But through the miracle of technology, we're connecting. Apologies if there's any uh, Wi-Fi issues. Life as a digital man means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. It's been frustrating here in the Philippines because I haven't been able to get a stable internet connection. So apologies, everyone. Uh, I'm going to blame the internet, and I won't. I'm not going to take responsibility. <laughs> so, Adrian, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for the honor of being a part of your awesome show, <laughs> Ricky. Well, the honor is mine. I love in you being guests and I know, uh, you know, our guests are busy and they're taking time of their busy schedules to be on our show. So uh, let's hear a little bit about yourself, Adrian. You're definitely a jack of uh, many trades. You're uh, doing a lot of different businesses, You're quite involved in the, the community, um, you know, Tell us more. Tell us more. Whatever you want to share with our listeners and viewers. Let's hear a little summary about yourself, Adrian. Full-time events host. And I started hosting in the year 2000. Um, it became my full-time host last year when I decided to go full-time freelance. Because I used to work in the call center industry for about 12 years. Um, I'm also a Tagalog tutor right now to foreigners learning the Tagalog language in the Philippines. And I'm also a writer editor for both, uh, local and foreign book authors. I also do voice over, uh, gigs, both for live events and, uh, for other media. And I write. Blog. Blogs as well. The first question, how do you balance your life? Because you're doing so many <laughs> I have to ask you the whole question about balance. Time management, priority management. How are you handling your days? How are you handling all these businesses? How are you handling all the multiple commitments and multiple responsibilities? Talk about balance. Sure, sure. Um... My leader at church actually said that 
violence is a myth. I would say that uh, I tend to agree because it's all a matter of priority. And I believe that if something is not a priority, it will never happen. Like, for example, right now, our interview, I actually put it in my smartphone calendar and put uh, like at least three reminders because this is also a priority for me. So what I do is if I already have a prior commitment to a specific task or a meeting or a project, then I commit my time to that. And so I decline the other uh, uh, possibilities for work and other commitments if I already have a prior commitment. So I'm not, um, I don't easily respond to urgent requests. I focus on what is essential in my life and um, in my priorities. That's a great way of putting it. Uh, you can never manage time because time is definitely fleeting. And uh, to some degree, it's made up, uh, you know, by watches and uh, by society. Uh, but uh, priorities, uh, prioritization and uh, urgency and, uh, you know, uh, um, allocating uh, important tasks, like you said, the alerts on your phone, etc. So some great tips there. Uh, so I want to hear a little bit of your, your travels. We love covering travel and business on the show here. Uh, so you uh, have done a lot of travel. Uh, both kind of solo travel, but also working on cruise ships. Uh, tell us about your uh, passion for travel. Where did that first start? Was it with your family growing up or when you were a teenager or when you graduated uh, college? Or Tell us about when did your love for uh, travel first begin? Okay, well, it first started when I had a sponsor in the U.S. So I was part of this uh, Nonprofit charity organization wherein they support uh, students that are hardworking but are not able to support themselves financially. So I had a sponsor in the US who supported me in my studies from grade two to second year high school. And because of that, English became my favorite subject at school. And uh, Back in the days when we didn't have good internet in the Philippines yet, when we still had uh, modems and dial-up connections, we would exchange uh, snail mail letters, and then uh, he would send photos of his travels. So that actually sparked my interest in traveling as well in the future. And when I started working in the BPO industry, I would often have a wallpaper on my desktop computer in the office of a specific spot. For example, a beach or like the ocean view. And it's just interesting that about a decade after that um, dream came to life because I was able to work in a cruise ship. And because of that work in the cruise ship, I was able to travel to around eight to 10 countries in the world. And it's a dream come true for me. So right now I'm in the Philippines, but I still go on like short day trips whenever I have an opportunity. Sounds good. Uh, so since you've done the cruise ships and traveled solo, uh, you know, uh, tell us about some of your favorite places. Of course, you're your favorite place in the Philippines, but tell us about some of your overseas destinations and any highlights, anything that really has left a lasting memory on your soul. Okay, well, the top three that comes to mind is one is uh, Victoria, 
BC, British Columbus, Canada. The second one is um, Alaska, the islands in Alaska like Ketchikan, Juneau, um, also San Francisco, California. Those are the top three for me. You're covering the whole West Coast from Alaska to Victoria down to San Francisco. I've been to all three places and uh, I'm from Vancouver, so Victoria is literally a ferry right away, beautiful part of Canada. Alaska, a spectacular part of the entire world. And of course, San Francisco, one of the most vibrant and energetic cities in the United States. So great choices, great choices. Uh, so tell us about your journey as an entrepreneur. So you mentioned uh, you used to work at a regular nine-to-five job, and then you went full-time as an entrepreneur. And all of us who've been entrepreneurs know how difficult that is. You go through financial ups and downs. You lose clients, get clients. Uh, you don't have that stable, secure paycheck, a salary coming in. Walk us through your own entrepreneur journey in terms of both the good, the mountains, and also the, the down, the valleys. I didn't get the whole question because of the Wi-Fi issue, but uh, would you mind repeating the gist of the question? Because I, I understand you're asking about the full-time freelance work, but I may have missed uh, uh, some important parts in the question. Yeah, basically my question was, uh, tell us about your journey as an entrepreneur. Uh, when did you become a full-time oh, okay. entrepreneur and how has it been? Uh, both the good and the bad. Tell us about both sides of the entrepreneurial uh, journey. <laughs> That's interesting because when I started uh, this full-time freelancing in April of last year, I didn't start really good because it's a lot of... Uh, inconvenience being out of your comfort zone but it's great because you I get to explore other things that I'm not able to do before and especially because I'm able to do the things that I really love doing unlike before when I used to work in a call center where I have a bad boss and backstabbing colleagues two of the major reasons why I left uh, being a corporate slave for 12 years so, but I attribute the discipline, the work ethics, and maybe the time management skills that I have right now as a full-time freelancer to having worked in the call center industry for 12 years. Because if I, if I didn't work in a corporate uh, setting first, I may not be an excellent full-time freelancer now if I haven't learned the disciplines that I have learned from there. So because I work in the customer service industry, I'm able to serve my events hosting clients in my uh, voiceover gigs and my freelance writing clients with excellence, with the attitude of having that desire to go the extra mile, give my best more than what's required of me because I know that um, winning uh, clients and becoming them becoming my promoters starts with giving them a wow experience first. But of course, the downside of this is that you know there's no assurance. It's not a regular like a monthly thing wherein you get a certain amount of money. It's not the same. From different months for example in terms of my events hosting 
it's funny you're doing that in your head because I'm sure you can very well relate to this because I believe you started uh, full-time freelancing more than I did because I only started last year. So I'm fairly new at this. For my events hosting, I the peak season for events hosting is December because in the Philippines, like, that's when um, the 13-month pay, all the bonus, the incentives gets released to the employees. So many people will really have their weddings in December. And of course, aside from that, reunions happen, Christmas parties, awards, festivities happen in December. So I get a lot of event hosting in December. But uh, the lean season comes after so from January onwards, all the rest are just, uh, it's, it's like you're pushing through uh, a long, wherein if you're not doing other stuff, you might not have enough uh, financial provision for your lifestyle needs. <laughs> Good way of putting it, good way of putting it. And I, the reason I was kind of smirking or kind of uh, agreeing with you is because uh, as an entrepreneur, I've gone through some dark times uh, financially, uh, you know, making part-time income, uh, eating uh, rice and noodles, my wife making more money than me, going through depression, just like I can't provide for my family, I'm, uh, I'm a failure, it's not working, should I go back to a job? And this is very common, very common. With every, every entrepreneur, and I know everyone who's listening uh, to any of you here can definitely relate if you've been an entrepreneur to any degree. It is not uh, how you see it on social media. Uh, there's a lot of uh, struggles that go behind the scenes, and you definitely need a community. You need friends. You need support. Uh, That's true. Yeah, you know, uh, right. definitely it's a, it's a lot of personal growth that goes in uh, to being an entrepreneur. Uh, so you're also a, a Tagalog teacher and a tutor. Uh, so tell us about how you got into that. Uh, because a lot of Filipinos will speak the language, uh, but a lot of people who speak the language can't actually teach it. Uh, so tell us about your journey from just speaking it to actually being a professional teacher now. Sure, sure. So that started when I had a friend in, um, well, she still is my friend until now. Um... She has a school for missionaries learning Tagalog because these people are missionaries teaching um, the gospel. One time she has, she had this event where it's a medical outreach to um, our alleged less privileged countrymen. And I, I became part of her team as a language interpreter and my task then around uh, the year two was to translate the questions of the doctors and the nurses to Tagalog to the to my fellow Filipinos for for example whether that's in prison or in the squatters area or in in a local community where we do our uh, medical outreach and then translate from Tagalog to English to the nurses and doctors who are helping out um, our countrymen. And then um, I would also translate the prayers from English to Tagalog so that my fellow Filipinos would understand and appreciate how they are being prayed for. 
And because of that, since then, it became a part-time job for me to become a Tagalog tutor. But when I started the full-time freelancing last year, that's when I started full-time in my Tagalog tutoring as well. So right now, I have a handful of students. It's, it's a good kind of uh, thing to have because at least I can have quality time with my Tagalog learners. And my goal is to teach Tagalog for positive change because my learners right now are influencers in their own right. Uh, they either have a business here or uh, working in a high-ranking position with team members who are Filipinos or they uh, like what I have a new learner. She's a lawyer working in the Philippines. So I feel like when I'm helping them learn the language, I'm helping them um, enter into our world, into our culture. And I feel like I'm also helping my country in a sense because these people are helping my country one way or another. Yeah, that's definitely a great way of looking at it. And uh, language is so much of an immersive experience. It's not just about the words and the grammar, but it's very much about the culture, the music and the pop culture and the movies and the, all the, the stuff around you. So uh, good, good on you for that. And uh, one of the other things you're doing, obviously, is doing the, the freelancing writing uh, online for uh, different uh, companies and organizations and also for yourself. Uh, you have a great blog as well. I had a chance to look at that pre-interview. So uh, tell us about your writing as well, uh, because I know you do a lot of stuff. Uh, tell us about uh, a little bit of how that looks like. Okay. Um, that's a very wide uh, angled question. <laughs> Maybe we can narrow it down to the specifics. Uh, let's see. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing in terms of generating income as a writer? Okay, well, right now I'm editing um, and also proofreading the book of Mike Grogan, and it's going to be released in Amazon first right now. Uh, it's an English book that um, enables um, people to create world-class morning rituals in order for them to succeed in. So, mostly my writing and uh, proofreading and editing comes or gets marketed through word of mouth um, because my primary focus is uh, events hosting and also Tagalog tutoring. So those are my two primary sources of income. But, um, yeah, I also do other stuff on the side whenever I have an opportunity. And yeah, you also write in your own blog. Uh, when did you start your blog and what are the themes and topics uh, that you're covering on your own blog? Okay, so I first started blogging during the time when we still had uh, Friendster. And then when we had Multiply, I also blogged there. So I've been blogging for quite some time now. I think uh, maybe around the, uh, 2003 as well, around, around that time. Um, 
right now the focus of my website, which is which has com, are three things: becoming an events host. I also write tips there. Also have hosts of my events hosting and other tips for people who would like to create um, memorable meaningful and fun events both for clients and uh, events hosts like myself and then the other one is uh, related to writing or marketing and then the other one has something to do with being a change catalyst you know as a Christian I cannot help but uh, look at myself as a salt and light to my small world and uh, whenever I have an opportunity to be a blessing to others, I do that as well. Like for example, after my graduation this Saturday, the day after that, Sunday, I have an outreach event uh, for AITAS, um, our indigent people. I've, I don't know wh which specific place yet, but um, this is spearheaded by my friend who's working as a cabin crew for Alaska Airlines. She's flying back to the Philippines and bringing her um, American friends to join the outreach, the charity outreach to the ITIS on Sunday. So those three things are the focus of my current website. But um, every now and then, I would also write about faith and how being a Christian in the world works out for me and how I do my best to uh, live my life for God's glory. Although no one is perfect, you know, all of us are flawed human beings. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you for elaborating there on your writing. I'm also a fellow Christian there, and I struggle with those issues too. How do I incorporate my faith into my business, into my life, into my marriage, into my parenting? And I document that on my blog as well. And uh, I'd love to hear some of our viewers and listeners' thoughts on this issue too. If you're a person of faith, how are you able to integrate that into every part of your life? Let's hear from you. And uh, Adrian and I actually had this discussion on the other interview, and I'll actually have the link to that one as well down below so you'll be able to listen and watch that one. It's kind of a, uh, we went on a tangent talking about that, uh, that topic. Uh, so Adrian, um, you're obviously quite busy now handling all of these different uh, work projects from event hosting to Tagalog teaching and tutoring to doing your freelance writing, to doing your own writing. Uh, tell us about the future. I know you have big dreams uh, to be a motivational speaker, to be a published author, uh, to travel the world, uh, maybe get married, have kids. Uh, tell us about your vision for your future uh, in terms of all those areas, life, uh, business, travel. What's your big picture? What's your big picture vision? You know, it's just interesting because we just know each other for maybe maybe less than a month, but we already know a lot about each other. Like, we're good old friends, you know? It's interesting because you spied on me and I spied on you. <laughs> and you're right about those things. You be uh, a keynote, an inspirational keynote speaker as well someday. And I... I also have uh, an unpublished book right now, Your Legacy. Of, of course, I also want to become a published book author someday. And, and I still continue to dream of uh, traveling the world. 
when I have an opportunity, hopefully after graduation day. And of course, I would like to have my own family too, so that I so that my levis my legacy would uh, live on. Awesome. Uh, so uh, in closing. Uh, you've uh, obviously uh, become an entrepreneur now, a freelancer, as you put it. Uh, tell us about some tips. Uh, a lot of our guests, uh, sorry, a lot of our listeners, our viewers, they might be still working in a nine-to-five job or working in a cubicle job or um, you know a traditional career, and they want to make the shift mm-hmm. either to entrepreneurship or being a digital nomad, uh, working online as a marketer, uh, doing things like what you're doing, freelance writing and uh, teaching tutoring. Uh, what tips, what tips, advice would you have to that person who hasn't made the leap yet? What advice would you give them besides the Nike just do a slogan? What practical tips would you give them? Okay, I really like that. These three things right now. Number one is before I jumped to become a full-time freelancer before, I attended two seminars. One is with Mike Grogan, who's my book author client right now. And that seminar taught me how to build uh, world-class morning rituals to develop that habit of creating your productive, most productive work first thing in your day. Then the other seminar I attended was with Mr. Jerry Ilau. He used to be the president of franchisers in the Philippines. And what I learned from his seminar was, let me just call it as a magic number, okay? You have to know how much you're spending in a month so that when you already know that specific amount for that particular month, you will find ways how to strategize and earn that specific amount for a certain month. So maybe number one is or get yourself enough online resources or maybe a mentor who will guide you to um, have that built-in system in relation to having that uh, body of knowledge that I just mentioned. Number two is, I would say, meaningful networking. What that means is when you connect with people, Don't just focus on getting benefit from that person. Find ways how to serve people. For example, um, when I I connect with people I don't know yet on Facebook, I would often share their uh, Facebook posts. For example, um, this uh, influencer is looking for a video editor, for example. So I will share that post or maybe tag a contact whom I know could fit the bill. Um, also find ways how I can serve my network. Number two, that's meaningful networking. And number three is it's very, it's very important to have um, excellent time management skills. Because as a freelancer, if you're not disciplined, you will not, not be able to be as productive as uh, you could be. You could waste your time just sleeping all day or maybe doing stuff that are not as essential, that are not income generating. So if you don't have uh, excellent time management skills, you have to look for mentors 
and find online resources who could, because time is, I, I won't say time is only gold. I will say that time is actually platinum. Once it's lost, it's gone forever. You can never get it back. So you have to use your time wisely. You cannot just be, you cannot just be slaves of other people's priorities. You have to manage your time and be in control of your own time. Definitely words of wisdom and we've come circle on my first question about time management all the way to your top tips about time management, networking, and mentorship. And I just, just want to echo your thoughts there. Um, in my five or six years of being an entrepreneur, definitely I've got a lot of mentorship, a lot of, uh, like you mentioned, seminars, courses, workshops, um, uh, mastermind groups, small groups, private coaching and mentorship, um, reading a lot, listening to podcasts like, like this one that uh, I host now. I've listened to tons and tons myself. Uh, so reading books, obviously, about entrepreneurship and personal growth. So, right. so networking can't beat that. And uh, of course, uh, you know, managing your commitments, your priorities and, um, you know, being um, resourceful with uh, time commitments and saying no, uh, you know, to those things that are, are not going to serve you. Uh, so great, great, great tips and advice here, Adrian. Um, so in closing, um, how can we find you? You obviously have all these different uh, businesses online and offline and uh, different social media. Uh, different websites, so maybe give us an overview, websites, social media, uh, blogs, etc. All right, so thank you so much for this opportunity once again, Ricky, and I admire you for what you do, and um, your impact, find their way, their own path, create their own path to success. Because in Number one is my website. It's adrianpentonial.com. And the other one on my for all seasons. So I host events like wedding debuts, corporate events, small shows, and uh, birthday parties, and whatever events you may have. Um, for my Tagalog teaching, they can visit in like like facebook.com slash Tagalog Tutor Pro. So that's uh, facebook.com slash Tagalog Tutor Pro. And uh, also you have a personal blog, right? Uh, what's the personal blog? Yeah, that's also my website, actually, adrianpentonial.com, www.adrianpentonial.com. Perfect, perfect. So I'll actually have all those links below. If you're watching this on YouTube, they'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes or one of the podcast directories, they'll be right in the show notes. Uh, so make sure you connect with Adrian. Uh, it's always great to connect with fellow entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, pick their brains. And most entrepreneurs who've uh, gone the road ahead will be happy to give back and support uh, new entrepreneurs who are just starting. Uh, so reach out, reach out and, uh, you know, connect to Adrian, to myself. Uh, make sure you follow us along as well as we continue our travels here in the Philippines at daddyblogger.com and also at digitalnomadmastery.com as we inspire people to work, travel the world and make an income. So thanks everyone. Happy travels and happy entrepreneurship. And thanks for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.